Welcome to the Leadership Lounge. My name is Emma Coombe and I'm a Managing Director in the London office at Russell Reynolds. And in this first episode, we're going to be talking about how to get one of the most coveted roles, that of the Board Director. We're going to share how to land your first board role, whether you're just starting out or you're late in your career. Then we'll be thinking about what it really feels like when you get there and how to be effective. I think boards have become really exciting because they genuinely today do have a diversity of views. Historically, it was very much proven CEOs, proven CFOs sitting around the table. But what that lacked, of course, was different perspectives. And increasingly now, as you've got businesses that are very technology enabled, having board directors who are maybe younger, but much more technology literate, means that companies can genuinely engage from a customer point of view on what their strategy should maybe look like moving forward. So that's one element. And then the other element that I think is really interesting is how businesses in today's ever more complicated world need to strike the right balance between disrupting themselves to be fit for the future, whilst at the same time managing risk effectively. And that's a really hard dynamic to get right. But as a board director, you're in a very influential position to support that. So no doubt you're an expert in your field. Of course you are. That's why you're here. Um, But for me, it's all about that being a T-shaped director. So you bring your deep area of expertise in one area. But actually, if you can be T-shaped and show your ability to think broadly across a whole range of topics, you're going to be an effective board director. With a very narrow contribution, you won't be selected. It wouldn't make sense to bring somebody on who could only contribute in a very narrow area. So in part, that's achieved by asking the right questions and more so than in any other setting, remembering that you've got two ears and one mouth. So it's about excellent listening. You can ask the right questions, but you cannot do because that's the executive. So you have to be comfortable with ambiguity and you have to show an ability to ask really excellent questions to get your point of view across. And as one of my colleagues, Alvin Chang, from our Singapore office at Russell Reynolds describes it, and I love his analogy, he talks about the board directors being the captains of the ship. So they are helping the ship navigate the way from A to B, making sure that it doesn't sink and helping it to take the best course. So I think that's a, that's a super analogy. It's that, it's that strategic sounding board role. Now it's time to welcome some of our colleagues who are specialists in this area. I'm delighted to welcome Anupama Paranik from the Russell Reynolds Associate Singapore office to Leadership Lounge. Annie, you've been a leading voice on boards for 17 years now, so there can't be a lot you don't know about being on a board. What is the biggest thing, in your view, people get wrong about a board role? Most people see a board role as something of a retirement agenda, right? I want to do something meaningful after I retire. I'm going to give back to the society. Sometimes it is, I want to make a little bit of money. I don't want to just completely sit back. But, you know, being on a board today is just so much more tougher than it was about 10 years ago, especially from a governance perspective. That's so true, Annie. You make a really great point because we often have this perception that board directors can only be people who are right at the end of their career, who've really made it. But actually, boards need individuals with a whole diversity of views. And so different backgrounds, different types of experiences are are really important. And that's really because the board agenda has become so much broader these days. At its heart, it is corporate governance. 
but it's changed dramatically in the last few decades. And so my colleague Alvin, it's great to have you here. You're also a leadership advisor in our Singapore office. Tell us a bit more about your perspectives on on what the role of the board director means today. Corporate governance in most people's minds tend to be compliance, conformance-based approach to making sure that the ship doesn't sink, the ship that you are helping to captain. At the same time, it's not just preventing the ship from sinking, it's making sure that the ship is able to sail from point A to point B. And so as a director on the board, your responsibility also is making sure how do you have the strategy for your boat, your crew, to sail from point A to point B. And that's the one that most of the directors I work with, at least from an initial stage, aren't too familiar with or aren't too competent in. That's such an important point. We saw so often in the past that boards were really only made up of former CEOs, former CFOs, other senior leaders. Because they had seen it all, they could position themselves as wise sages to the organisation. But in today's increasingly frenetic world, we have so many new issues emerging. If I think of topics like sustainability, diversity, equity and inclusion, digital transformation, geopolitical issues, boards are having to face into and respond to these issues in the moment in very compressed timeframes. And having true diversity of thought has therefore never been more important. So Alvin, while we have you, how do people go about getting on a board? It's something that you probably would want to be able to commit to fairly early on in your executive career. Um, And in so doing, what you need to do is figure out what your personal brand is. I mean, you may be very good in your executive career as a uh, M&A specialist, and somehow that also needs to come across when you want to join a board. But not from the perspective of executing M&A, but having the ability to oversee such transactions. Those are some great points. And in my mind, as you think about preparing for a board role, it really is about this this T-shaped structure. It's about bringing breadth, but also one or two deep areas of expertise, but not being fixated only on the areas that you're super comfortable in. You have to show that agility to think more broadly. And then coupled with that, if I think about how you can be successful in an application process, it's all about demonstrating an extra layer of, of knowledge in my mind. So if you're applying to be an executive on the board of a, of a house builder, for example, do some house visits, do some mystery shopping, go on site. If you're looking to join the board of an online retailer, live the customer journey, come to the interviews with some perspectives on what could be done better and what felt really good. Getting real feedback that you can share will differentiate you from others and also show how serious you are about the opportunity. When you're thinking about which board might be the right board for you, don't forget that not only are you going to bring something to that board, it should also do something for you and for your own personal development. That's really key, that level of engagement and interest, because it should very much be a two-way thing. And now back to you, Anu with the questions around once you've made it to the board, what's the difference in your view between a good board director and a really great one? Once you're on a board, you're not an executive anymore. You are on the board. Your job is to do governance and make sure you support the management team. So don't uh, get into the habit of jumping in and trying to solve the issues. They're not for you to do. That's a great point, Annie, because being able to take that step back is really important. 
It's one of the things that can really set board directors apart. And in fact, our recent research here at Russell Reynolds has identified that top performing directors do things differently. And what is that? It's really that high performing board members are much more likely to be able to avoid crossing that line from oversight into operations and management. Being able to take that step back is proven to elevate board performance and ensure a really positive dynamic between management and non-executive directors. So Annie, what other attributes do you think are important? The other piece is, you know, be an advisor and mentor. You've got all these years and years of experience that you can share. Um, Use that wisely. And finally, bring in a key area of expertise. Do your homework before every board meeting. Have a point of view and voice it. Too often we get in there and we just sit quietly letting the flow run. Sometimes it's the loudest voice in the room that decides it. But have a voice and have a say. It's all about doing your homework and then coming with a point of view. But also, in my mind, the time spent outside the boardroom is as important as the time in the boardroom, whether that's connecting with senior executives to help mentor and develop them, aligning with the chair on the key issues that concern you and how to raise that appropriately in a board setting, or getting to know your fellow non-executive directors better. That homework and that preparation is, is absolutely critical. So our time in the lounge today has come to an end. In 30 seconds, this is what we've learned. Everybody should be thinking about a board role, not just the seasoned executives. Their issues that boards are getting involved in are completely different to the past. So they need diversity of thought to get from A to B. Securing a board role is no easy feat, but by thinking early and developing critical strategic thinking capabilities, you're a step ahead. And once you're there, Live and breathe the business and take a stand. That's how to set yourself apart. For more dynamic insights from our leaders, listen to Leadership Lounge wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have any topics or burning questions you would like us to cover in future episodes of Leadership Lounge, visit our website at russellreynolds.com and follow us on Twitter at RRA on Leadership. It's been a real pleasure sharing this episode of Leadership Lounge with you, and we look forward to seeing you the next time.